All right. So Apple recently announced on 8th of March 2022 the new processor M1 Ultra and with it new product Max Studio and also uh, Studio Display. And with this announcement, they basically finished, as they say, they said the um, transition to the ARM uh, basically chips for all Macs but one Mac Pro. And they've also stated that um, they've they finished the transition to m1 chips so apparently the m1 ultra was the last sort of chip in the m1 lineup um so let's talk about it and let's start first with the actually macbook pros because i didn't talk about them um and they were released at like what four or five months um ago now um i mean i'm talking about like redesigned macbook pros um 14 and 16 i just wanted like you know say a few words about them because these are really impressive machines both 14 and 16 um, inch MacBooks uh, with the notch, um, which is a bit of a controversial design, but um, it depends like if they if Apple will eventually figure out like the logistics of having the notch and how like it should be presented to programs and how it should uh, sort of cover menus or not cover menus, etc., etc. If they can like nail that little part, um, I think it's it's okay. You get basically bigger screen with thinner bezels, and that like top part is sort of unused anyway. If we are like being really honest, although like I, for example, have a lot of items in in menu bar, so I would probably have some problems. It would probably cover some of the icons, uh, at least like on 14 inch. But we will see. So M1 Pro and M1 Max chips uh, binned. Some of them are binned chips um which is you know slightly kind of underwhelming because um but it's kind of understandable because they're trying to create those like um uh, basically single dice single packaged and eventually there will be some errors some uh, mistakes in the in the processing and you know instead of throwing away the whole silicon they're just binning it and sort of selling it as a lower skew which is again understandable but those computers are really really insane for for macbooks for laptops in general unfortunately like they're still not gaming machines and if you just kind of want like casual gaming well, first of all there's not much like there's not there's not many games that, that will even run natively and you can't install windows can't do anything with that so it's all kind of a you know bit of a problem in that department but as like video editing photo editing you know programming machines that kind of sort um they are pretty uh pretty powerful pretty insane you know 10 core processors up to 32 core gpus in a m1 max configuration up to 64 gigabytes of, of memory a very fast memory at that and like extremely great screens uh, uh, up to you know 1000 nits uh, sustained and even like 1600 peak brightness which is completely insane or even like 500 nits just standard brightness is also pretty good p3 um, color gamut and what's uh, what's really important or at least like really cool to see finally is adaptive refresh rate up to 120 hertz which is again pretty cool i think now um, most programs should support it and like the latest i think mac OS versions should like properly supported because at the beginning i remember they there were some flaws uh, with the implementation of the adaptive refresh rate because it sort of tried to consume power when you kind of not move in the cursor and stuff like that thus like even in safari i remember there were some some problems but um regardless it's 
really great uh, laptops and what makes them even better is that finally we have ports back we have MagSafe which is one of the best ports um, in the whole like uh, computer industry this time we got MagSafe 3 which is a bit thinner it's basically the same size as USB-C uh, we get um, we get free Thunderbolt 4 um, in a USB-C implementation ports we get HDMI we get SD card reader we have a headphone jack um, unfortunately HDMI is I think 2.0 uh, up to 4k 60 max so if you have like a higher refresh screen refresh rate screen at like you know 120 hertz or something like that at 4k uh, you're shit out of luck i think it might be sort of the limitation of just the amount of bandwidth they have on their chips and this is how they kind of they decided basically to give thunderbolt 4 all the speeds and you know for like hdmi and, and sd card slot that kind of stuff they just, they just left like whatever was there um whatever the io bandwidth was left on the chip basically um and um sd card slot is also slow it sounds like super slow but i think um i don't want to lie but is it wait let me google it okay yeah it is uhs two speeds um up to 300 megabytes per second uh which is granted it's basically like the stack Standard right now um i don't think there are any uhs free um card readers on the market yet and there's definitely not sd express um on the market and nothing uses it so i feel like it's kind of okay but it's not really future proof by any means um although again like maybe because those like standards even with usb listen how much time it took to switch like from USB A to USB C, for example, and USB like what it stays still at like either five gigabits per second on or ten max, um, even though there is a standard that allows USB to get up to like twenty gigabits per second, um, but nobody really uses it. So it's kind of understandable that probably in the next whatever how many months and and, and, and probably even years there won't be really UHS free um, stuff on the market. But again with the po- with the power of these macbooks and and sort of their kind of expandability now and just the, just the usefulness it seems like it's a little bit an oversight because i feel like a lot of people can keep those machines for three four five six years easily because i know a lot of people uh, not personally but i know online that a lot of people still use uh, macbook pros from 2015 the last model that actually had good ports and everything and it's been like six years because apple stopped doing those computers with um you know with ports basically useful ports so now that they started doing this again i mean hopefully they flick their past that stupidity in their you know development where like design because johnny f is luckily finally not there and now feels like like the engineering team is basically in charge of apple's um, computers which is pretty good i feel like um but yeah i mean they could have given a little bit more headroom sort of but again um, UHS two is is pretty decent. This is up to up to the latest standard, basically. So and and right now, now that we have SD card slot, um, in case they want to in future generation, like in two or three years, update it to uh, include either UHS free speeds or even maybe SD Express. Who knows? Um, at least the port like physical port is there so they can just do it you know upgrade like internal components and whatnot and uh, leave the chassis basically untouched because seems like it's it's pretty good um looking pretty great in terms of yeah just the amount of 
peripheral peripheral devices that you can connect now. Although I would definitely enjoy um, at least one USB-A port, which is basically the size of HDMI. Um, and they were able to fit HDMI on their, you know, computers, on their laptops. Um, so it's a little bit of a shame that um, they decided not to go back to, to USB-A. But again, this is nor here nor there because um, finally they've sort of they crossed out this chapter of shitty design and finally now Macs are Mac laptops are pretty good uh, now it would be great if they could re- redesign um, MacBook Air to also include at least SD card uh, MagSafe headphone jack and two Thunderbolt or USB 4 USB-C4 uh, ports that would be pretty good um, because if you remember if you go back again to like 2015 and, and earlier um, actually MacBook Airs had um, SD card slot and with the power that um, M1 brought to MacBook Airs and, and entry-level MacBook Pros which is I feel like they should just cancel that laptop because it doesn't make any sense that you have MacBook Pros 14 inch and 16 and you have MacBook Pro um, 13 inch with like all design and everything it kind of doesn't make any sense maybe they will introduce something in september october somewhere there i guess we shall see uh, but yeah this is kind of a i just wanted to um, talk a little bit about macbooks because this will be my like next computer for sure and the only reason like i don't have it now is because the money concerns and uh, not concerns just the lack of it there was one kind of thing um that i thought uh, was pretty mediocre i mean i don't know how how it is like in the windows world windows laptop world how many lap uh, how many external displays um, can you connect to those laptops right because usually they would have like what like hdmi and maybe if you're lucky like usb uh c port or like thunderbolt 4 port um i don't know if a lot of them actually had more than support for like more than one maybe two monitors so i guess in that regard apple is on par with them but you know i'm not sure but the the problem is that if you spec your macbook with just um, m1 pro chip you can only connect two external displays um and that means that if you connect something to hdmi if you connect let's say i don't know something like a capture card or something like that to hdmi you are left with only one um monitor basically and it's a little bit um, kind of problematic because or not problematic but not problematic but at least like weird because they say that you can even at m1 pro you can drive um, two external displays with up to 6k resolution at 60 hertz 6k so you're driving 12 um 12,000, 12 million basically pixels right you can so that's you can basically drive at least like pixel wise the same amount but like free 4k tvs free 4k monitors um which is you know for some it would be kind of preferable situation instead of driving like 6k stuff that basically only apple sells their um, pro xdr display Uh, a lot of you know displays right now are or monitors um or you know tv panels are 4k right and if you can connect like you know to 4k and then you need something else one more maybe i don't know on the side for something who knows right maybe you're like stock trading or even for programming or something like that because it doesn't matter basically if it's a 4k 6k or even 1080p panel uh you can only connect two external monitors if you're using m1 pro which sucks i think it sucks because i'm using i was using i remember i mean i am using like two monitors at least and if i have like if i can have 
have like a free mo- free monitor setup i think it's pretty decent um, as well and yes you can obviously use like your um, laptop monitor as a third monitor basically but what i'm saying is um the amount of like pixels they have to drive would be even less if you're like connecting you know 1440p screens for example or like on yeah something like ultra wide 27 inch or 29 inch 1440p screen and then like one 4k and then one 1080p something like that um but you can't do it on and on um, m1 pro for this you need to step up to m1 max and then you can um then you can drive three external displays at 6k and one external display at the at 4k 60 basically over hdmi you can connect 4k 60 screen and with usb-c 4 slash thunderbolt 4 ports you can drive 6k um three 6k displays so basically if you need more than two monitors you kind of have to step up even to a, like entry level of m1 max luckily they don't cost that much to upgrade which is kind of interesting because as we will talk later uh, with this new mac studio they charge a lot to go from m1 max to m1 ultra but um, if we're talking um if we are talking just in terms of uh, laptops, right, to upgrade basically from like having, you know, two monitors to having like four monitors, you only need to pay $200, uh, which I think is pretty decent, um, actually. Well, that granted, like you you have to also step up to 32 gigabyte of memory, but I feel like almost everybody who's buying these computers will have um, 32 gigs of memory anyway, because M1 Max only comes with um, at the lower uh, and with 32 gigabyte of memory. So this is something you know to know but like just speaking about processors you need to pay only 200 dollars to go from m1 pro to m1 max the lower spec m1 max which is i think pretty decent i actually think like this time around although the the, the storage is still extremely expensive and the memory is also pretty expensive but like overall what these machines provide especially giving them amazing screens and pretty uh, pretty good like uh, battery life power efficiency overall and obviously like performance because the performance is also amazing especially for like like i said before for video editing photo editing those kind of tasks um, for media basically content creation even though those machines are slightly overpriced but at the same time they're not really overpriced in terms of like it's apple their machines were always um, pretty expensive and but now like you're you're getting a lot of performance for that money a lot of it uh, we've basically like almost nothing can compete on the market with them even still like six months later or whatever how many months it, it's been already yes like in some synthetic tests some new like intel chips uh, can beat them um, but in real life almost nothing can beat them uh, which is very interesting how like those like synthetic tests don't really show nothing it's just like something to measure your pp basically um, but yeah in the real world you know the exports and the smoothness of like timeline and just like the, if you apply some effects and everything like that um apple still beats like yeah almost all of these machines and especially if you um consider unplugging the windows laptops which drops the performance significantly on, on almost all of these machines doesn't matter if it's amd plus nvidia does it mean if it's intel plus nvidia does it mean doesn't mean if it's uh, amd mm-hmm 
fully AMD machine, um, they all drop performance quite significantly, you know, anywhere from 20-30% to up to like 50-60% when, when on battery. And Apple designed, always designed their computers to have basically full performance while on battery, uh, which is extremely amazing and which is one of the reasons like why I've chosen a long time ago to kind of follow Apple kind of path in a sense um, and, and and use their computer. Unfortunately for me, like in the last, yeah, basically since 2015, they didn't make a computer that I would want to use, didn't make a laptop that I would want to use. And actually their operating system is getting uh, worse and worse, um, which is something that I didn't expect, especially because they ruined Apple Music or iTunes. They ruined iTunes basically with uh, garbage music app. That's why I still um, use old uh, Mojave with all the programs that I actually like and and that I actually work in. You know, but that's that's a topic for another discussion. Okay, now with MacBooks out of the way, let's talk about things that Apple just announced: Studio Display and Mac Studio. Let's quickly talk about studio display uh, because I'm kind of not particularly interested in this uh, product, but a lot of people wanted Apple to actually create a display because they've been selling, they haven't been selling the display for a long, long time now. And instead they like went basically to LG and let them sell a 5K panel that was basically in IMAX, in 27-inch IMAX. And now Apple actually started doing this themselves. It's I think it's the same sort of panel. Um, 5K, 27-inch, 600 nits of brightness, uh, P3 white color gamut. It's I think 600 nits gives it sort of some kind of an HDR certification, even though I'm not particularly sure about this. Don't quote me on that, but they've also added 12-megapixel ultra-wide camera uh, with like center stage, the same stuff. Of, uh, that um, they added to some iPads, or maybe now all iPads, not sure. Um, they added also um, six speaker system, and they also added microphones. They also have um, three USB-C ports with um, 10 gigabits per second um, speeds, and they have Thunderbolt 3, somehow not Thunderbolt 4, which is a bit weird, but okay. I'm not sure if this is some kind of mistake or something, but yeah, they say Thunderbolt 3, um, and that Thunderbolt 3 port can deliver up to 96 uh, watts of power, and obviously you'd connect it to your computer, and you know, that's uh, giving your computer power um unfortunately unfortunately and i do not understand why this like spirit of johnny ive is still alive there they created a very shitty basically stand once again it is either fixed and if it is fixed there are no kind of vessel mounting holes if you if you've ever bought like a monitor you know like the, your monitor or even tv doesn't matter um they have a stand but in addition to the stand that's included with the monitor on the back of it you have four holes uh either like 75 or like 100 millimeter um standard for vessel mount right and you can actually even though you have a stand you can disconnect the stand from your monitor and um just put like some vessa mounting system with like you know some swivel adjustments and like tilting and all of all of the kind of crazy stuff that vesa uh, things can do however apple again it seems like they i don't know they're still doing some absolutely stupid shit and it seems like this monitor is not something that you can get inside of and so you kind of have to choose luckily they have like option with like height adjustable stand but you cannot rotate it as you can on pro display xdr so they've again sort of created this time so like we, if we've macbooks they've basically they've created everything that 
everybody asked them uh, and then even more with the performance obviously this time they've created what people asked but they still kind of included this like shitty quirk which i don't get like i don't get this absolutely so i feel like if you're buying like a um, studio display i feel like the better option would be just to buy it with like vesa adapter uh, because they kind of yeah they basically do some weird shit on the back panel and so like whatever you basically whatever you buy it with whichever system you you choose that's the system is going to be there vesa doesn't cost anything and just a regular stand luckily doesn't cost anything unlike uh, pro xdr thousand <coughs> dollar for a fucking stand but the height adjustable stand is like 400 bucks which for a monitor that is like 1500 or is it 15 or 16 um it is still it's like a really substantial amount uh 1600 which is again 1600 and then you you add a stand and it's 2k i don't know it's definitely not my market because i don't see the value in like 5k kind of i yeah i would better like prefer probably a couple monitors a couple 4k monitors uh, which probably would be even cheaper than buying one of these monitors with even without adjustable stand there are monitor 4k monitors at like 600 700 800 bucks with like pretty good ips panels and whatnot i'm not sure if they have um 600 years of brightness and all the other stuff that this one have like 12 megapixel camera camera microphones you know and the speakers uh, so yes like i can see the value of this monitor but whatever again not for me and kind of weird because people kind of expected maybe they could um introduce like micro led kind of do something a bit more with this like a hdr you know give the same kind of peak brightness that uh, monitors on laptops right now have um 1000 sustain and 1600 peak you know kind of when watching um hdr content and you know put it at a price like 2k or something or like two and a half k i don't know it's weird but whatever not my market good that it's there i guess let's just move on from this um for people who actually wanted it i guess they're high and they're pretty happy right now and now let's talk about mac studio this is an interesting computer that's for sure first of all it comes at 2k it starts at 2k for 2k you get bind m1 max chip which is i'm not sure if that's a great price or not because on one hand like people kind of compared it to iMac Pro which apparently is discontinued right now and I think that computer was like, I don't know, pretty expensive like 5k or whatever but even like high high-end like iMac 27 inch they would go for like 3k and whatnot so the fact that this one will be faster for sure even at this like 2k sort of level I guess with the monitor right you kind of you are getting sort of at the territory of like good spec iMac and I think you probably under even still than iMac Pro. So I kind of see where Apple is going with this. And it's pretty decent, I think. M1 Max um, plus $200 uh, to boost it to 32 GPU cores. But then, then there is a steep rise in price. Then to go to M1 Ultra, you got to go whole $1200 or $1400 if you're uh, going from the base model. That's a steep that's a steep rise in price. Um and you also need to it's basically like it's either 2K or 4K because you also uh, need more more memory because 64 gigs the M1 Ultra starts at 64 gigs. So it's either 2K or 4K. That's a big difference. I'm not sure about this pricing. Because I can understand that research, development costs, all of that kind of stuff, right? It's probably hard for them to make those M1 Ultra chips and they probably want to milk that um, kind of uh, those customers who like really want to push the performance 
at the you know absolute maximum right um however i want to say like if you compare it to to mac pro right um even the top spec absolutely completely spec'd out mac studio is eight grand um i don't really remember at which price mac pro started but i'm pretty sure I, oh, I mean, I can still check it. They still sell it. I, somehow I forgot that they still sell it. Um, let's check it. So fully spec'd out, fully spec'd out Mac Studio is eight grand with eight terabytes of storage, M1 Ultra with 20 core, 64, 20 core CPU, 64 core GPU, uh, 128 gigs of memory. Again, eight terabytes of storage. And Mac Pro starts at 6K just starts at 6k and if you add 16 core processor it's going to be at 8k and this is with 32 gigs of memory if we go to let's say 192 it's going to be already 11k and the graphics card you know there's no graphics card that would be even comparable to what what's in the new uh, mac studio but if we go to whatever like single radeon pro duo with 64 gigs of memory because that's probably what's like the most comparable. You're gonna you're gonna be at 15k, so double the price. And this is on oh, double the price. I said you're gonna be at almost 18k if you spec out the eight terabytes of SSD. And if you add afterburner card, which basically you know responsible for ProRes acceleration, uh, you're gonna be at 20k. So you are almost three time, three times the price of two and a half times the price of Mac Studio, and I'm pretty sure Mac Studio would still beat the Mac Pro even at this configuration, um, or at least link do it in most of the tasks. So yeah, I mean, if you compare it to Mac Pro, this is insane, insanely good. It's not not only good, insanely good because we've seen already that even M1 Max can beat like a lot of, if not like almost all the processors at least like in real world use um and this one doubling the performance i mean it's going to be insane i can't wait for you know first reviewers to actually post some some data some real world data because it's going to be really something it really is going to be something great and mind you this is pretty small box um this is a pretty small box let's take a look i forgot what they said um, yeah, it's um, basically 20 by 20 by 10 centimeters. The difference in weight is pretty hefty. It's almost one kilo difference between Ultra and Max because um, I think Apple confirmed that in M1 Max they're using aluminum heatsink and in M1 Ultra they're using copper heatsink, which is um, just heavier, denser material. But again the and by the way like people say that, that the box is not pretty i think it's all right it's like yes there is a lot of like blank space right i don't know there could have been something i don't know whatever as long as it's functional it's it's good one thing i don't know how it's gonna be i hope that you can open it um from the bottom because the vents on that machine are from the bottom basically they're sucking air in going through the internal components and then uh basically half of the half of the height of this machine is two pretty beefy blower style coolers that uh, blow air um, from the back of this device but what i'm wondering is that the 
dust you know will we'll get sucked into those like little tiny holes so like it's better if you can actually like somehow like just twist the bottom of the thing and like get you know get access to to the internals to at least to be able to clean the internals uh the, that that mesh kind of at the bottom of this machine because this this is going to be a problem however what i wanted to say is that uh, just in general 20 by 20 by 10 if you've ever ever um try to build basically um small fact small form factor computer you know how hard it is to find a small case and how hard it is to put anything decent into those um, small cases um and i don't think i don't think that there is ever or there was ever uh, as small of a case as this because most of the gpus i'm pretty sure are bigger than this bigger than than 20 by 20 if, at least if we're not talking about like really really tiny um like half size gpus and whatnot just from this perspective because i've built a small form factor pc um in like one of the kind of a more or less popular form factor or the size of the of the cases i think it was calling rocket or something like that but a lot of companies basically use the same sort of style gpu on one side uh, and motherboard with cooler right and, and on the other side and like the power kind of in front of the of the case i think a lot of the cases are like that um ghost i think or something like that uh, there basically there are a lot of them and then um it's you know to know that this case will be even smaller yet will deliver even like way higher sort of um performance way 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 higher this is insane. It's really insane. Yes, if you compare it to Mac Pro, it's, you know, crazy just how small it is. But even if you compare it to small form factor PCs, this is unprecedented amount of power in just one small box. That's for sure. Okay, so I just have some numbers and just, you know, hear me out. So if you're talking about small form factor PC, right, like most of the time you're talking about mini ITX motherboard. This is the start of, of it all, right? So mini ITX motherboard is 17 by 17 centimeters, right? Or seven, uh, 6.7 by 6.7 inches. But we're going to talk in, in a proper um, measurement system. So it's 17 by 17. And like I've mentioned, the... The whole box of Mac Studio is basically twenty by twenty and and ten centimeters high. So just the just the motherboard of of Mini ATX and this is already really small computers is basically the size of the whole computer. And and mind you, you still need to to add a power supply. You still need to route the cables and stuff like that, right? And usually, even though like Mini ATX motherboard is 17 centimeters, right? Sometimes the GPU is slightly longer. Sometimes again, you can find a bit shorter GPU. But then again, I'm just saying so. E like even the smallest of the, even the smallest of the cases, um, I think... What was the smallest? Uh, I think NF and what is was it NFC? Not for not from Concentrate. I think uh, guy does really small cases. I think that my or that one with the custom uh, power supply. That one may be smaller than than M1 Ultra, but it's going to be nowhere near M1 Ultra, uh, Mac Studio. Sorry, uh, but that one will be nowhere near the level of the performance of Mac Studio. So just from this perspective, just realize that even the smallest small form factor computers uh, on Windows, like proper like PCs, even they are bigger than this one. 
and they're nowhere near in power nowhere near this is just how impressive it is i'm really like even though this is not really a computer for, for me i'm just really impressed by the technological advancements and just how apple just how apple is doing this you know okay i don't want to get into like any numbers that apple presented because they always like cherry pick it obviously and who knows what the real um real world world performance will be we will see it i guess in about a week or so or maybe two weeks um so instead let's let's talk about something i think more like kind of geeky and more interesting okay let's talk about the future of mac pro and the future of the lineup of m series chips because apple apparently said that they finished this this is the last chip m1 ultra is the last chip in their m1 lineup so presumably but they've mentioned um, during their press conference that they still have one more computer to transition to apple silicon and that's obviously mac pro and they said it is going to be um, for another time so apparently right if you take a look at the spec sheets of uh, mac studio right it states the support for five displays simultaneously or up to four 6k resolution displays over usb-c even at m1 max model but on macbooks they said that it can support only up to three um, 6k displays and one uh, over hdmi right so they already had one more kind of a usb-c bandwidth to spare that is apparently in m1 max chip in macbooks they're just sitting there doing nothing they could have added it, one more usb thunderbolt um, port right but they didn't do it for some reason i don't know it's a bit strange and a bit weird maybe that's the lim- limitation of m1 pro that's why they kind of decided to okay we're gonna be basing our number of ports at this like lower common denominator which was m1 pro which is a bit unfortunate right because apparently again in m1 max chip there is still available bandwidth not only that right so we have at least one available bandwidth in um, uh, m1 max right which is uh, 40 gigabits per second or 5 gigabytes per second and then they also have on the front of of the mac studio thank fuck they actually added a couple ports in front of the computer sd card slot and two usb ports they have uh two usb-c ports with 10 gigabits per second each so it's another like two giga uh, two gigabytes per second so they have at least like seven eight gigabytes per second to spare even in m1 max chip right and if we if we take a look at m1 ultra Instead of those like front USB-C ports, they're adding um, Thunderbolt 4 ports. But if we remember, right, if we remember, they multiply basically M1 Max chip, right? They fuse it together and they multiply it. So theoretically, there is in one, in M1 Ultra, there is still at least, at at the very least, like two Thunderbolt 4 ports worth of bandwidth that's, again, sitting and doing nothing. Because, again, the simultaneous support up to five displays, it's the same on the M1 Max and and on M... Oh my god, this naming scheme is insane. I'm just going to say Max and Ultra, right? And we're just going to pretend that we understand that we're talking about M1 chips right now, right? So on Max and Ultra, uh, it's the same simultaneous support for five up to five displays, although theoretically you should be doubling that amount right if you if you are going to uh, double all the ios and if you're just literally fusing two chips together and 
they give you two ports, two Thunderbolt 4 ports on the front panel. However, they don't really utilize still at least, at the very least, two or three, two or three USB-C 4 uh, or Thunderbolt 4 ports worth of bandwidth. So we're looking again at least, at the very least, at like 100 gigabits or let's say, what is it going to be about probably like... 15 gigabytes per second worth of bandwidth somewhere around that um, um, around that and why i'm bringing this right to 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 attention is because it's because let's do this calculations uh right now mac pro has a lot of um has really like a lot of pci express slots and people especially in the audio industry really love mac pro specifically because it has expandable slots internally expandable slots you can slot your audio cards audio uh, processors like some eq processors whatnot right you can slot it inside of the mac pro it's all in one case it's all you know neatly sits there everything's amazing right like those slots they don't need a lot of uh, basically bandwidth like pci3 even at like four like x4 right which means like four gigabytes per second basically it's more than enough for them more than enough if they probably run well even like at uh, pci3 x2 or something like that what i'm getting to is that basically theoretically even if apple somehow would use m1 ultra chip in their upcoming mac pro they could still give people at least several pci x4 slot pci3 x4 slots maybe two maybe four maybe even more if apple somehow doubles m1 ultra because there are rumors that apple will create something like m2 ultra that would mean that not only obviously they will double the amount of performance and everything and and going from 128 gigs of story um gigs of memory to 256 and they could probably say that uh oh we've seen that actually a lot of our customers uh were buying like 190 uh two gigs of uh, gigabytes of like storage or whatever let's say like 64 or something like that and we've decided that basically you don't need more right because apple kind of said something similar in in this like press conference basically they will have a lot of bandwidth even at m1 ultra chip that they can spare and give people as an expandable storage to use with pci x3 um, slots that's why i'm thinking that probably probably apple is planning to keep the same design or maybe make it a bit smaller maybe maybe yeah maybe make this like tower a bit smaller because now they don't need that much sort of cooling capacity to cool those like hot Intel chips and a shit ton of RAM that now will be basically uh, all on one, you know, package. They could still give people plenty of expandable storage, which is, again, this is this kind of a niche which Apple uh, did not address at all with any of the machines that they've basically uh, introduced so far. And again, I've I've been following several people who bought Mac Pros and they are extremely happy, these new Mac Pros, be- exactly because they can just slot into industry standard PCI Express slots inside of the machine. They can put their own cards, um, audio interfaces, audio cards, again, like I'm saying, some processors, whatnot. And it sits there, it works well everything is all right besides 
when they actually need to open the computer and now suddenly they need to disconnect million fucking really million of cords at the back because somebody designed that machine without thinking whatsoever that people would actually need some sometimes to open the case plug and plug something and you cannot do it um if you have if you don't have basically a hole at the at the bottom of that top case which if you don't know what, what i'm talking about take a look at how the mac pro opens up and, and and how how would it work if there are things connected to the back of it i've seen people literally like just cutting off the bottom part of the top shell uh top shell of that of that case uh, which is kind of funny but yeah um so what i'm saying is that where i'm where i'm basically going with this is that m1 max already had some extra bandwidth that somehow apparently was not utilized in 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 macbooks uh m1 ultra definitely has quite a bit of extra bandwidth um, that's presumably just sitting doing nothing so again and if they will create something like m2 ultra they will have even more bandwidth so I could definitely imagine uh, Mac Pro starts with like um, M1 Ultra chip, for example, and it's going to be probably something, you know, like 6K or something like that. And then it would probably be like another 2 or 3K to go from M1 Ultra to M2 Ultra. And that will give you probably more storage, more, not storage, more expandable, more options how to expand it, basically. I'm not sure, obviously, about that, but this is just something that I've noticed, right? Because, again, the amount of monitors is the same, um, yet, yet, obviously, if you double the amount of the chips, that, you know, you still have to have something there. And just one last thing I wanted to to kind of mention that uh, one market that Apple really underserved and not not even underserved they they're not there and i really hope that if they will put m2 processor in their upcoming mac pro i really hope that they will add into that processor ray tracing because ray tracing is kind of becoming very prevalent in the industry obviously it's it's something that that does really great stuff that that helps people to create amazing looking imagery and apple is just not in that market i mean i can understand you know that they're serving right now this like creative professionals photo video uh, coding you know stuff like that but there's stuff bigger than that as well i i hope it, i really hope that apple understands or like music industry right i really hope that that apple understands that there are like physics-based simulations there are uh, really complex content creation which involves actually ray tracing and it like tremendously helps in in certain um, scenarios you know you uses whatever something like after effect you know like just just in general visual effects cgi industry all that kind of stuff right and right now they, they're doing absolutely nothing they're not even lacking behind a- nvidia or amd they're they are just not there at all and this is um um this is kind of a weird because right now you can get like two thousand dollar laptop with like nvidia 3060 ti or 3070 and it will support ray tracing which means that you can do something on those laptops that you cannot at all do on the mac i don't think apple should neglect that market any longer because once again this is pretty big industry um, and and ray tracing in that particular industry is more and more uh, important increasingly more important 
And so I really hope that Apple understands that now that they've served like all the podcasters and, you know, like solo musicians and photographers and like YouTube creators and that kind of a crowd, I really hope that they will serve, continue to serve like professional audio market uh, where people actually need expandability and they need PCI Express. So I really hope that Apple will continue to support it again, because I feel like um, they definitely have available bandwidth in their chips to actually um, do it. But I also hope, I really, really hope that with this new redesign of M2 um, chips, or not maybe not redesign, but um, evolution rather, I really hope that they will include exactly how they've included neural engine, exactly how they've included um, separate, you know, media engine. I really hope that they will include separate ray tracing capabilities, exactly how NVIDIA does on their own GPUs, right? They have they have the ray tracing cores, they have tensor cores, they have just general comp compute units, right? Or AMD for that matter. It doesn't matter. They all do basically the same stuff. So I feel like Apple really, really, really heavily lacking behind in this department and they need to step up their game. And so, yeah, this is one thing that nobody really seems to bother. Nobody really seems to address because people really don't like probably think and work in, in those industries who, who have like those, um, those kind of um, fa not famous, but like bigger podcasts and like YouTube channels and whatnot, right? Because it's usually just about content creation, about videos and blah, 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 which is no doubt quite a big market. But at the same time, there is also a big market of, of visual effects people um, who, who could really benefit if in the new M2, at least like in some M2 processors, right? I don't expect like base M2 to have ray tracing capabilities, but if, at least if we're talking about ultra M2 max chips, perhaps even like M2 Pro chips, right? Apple, please like include ray tracing in those in those chips because this is important. This is increasingly important and this is something where you are lacking behind. And yeah, please don't stop making M. Please don't stop making Mac Pro with the expandability uh, with the, all the PCI slots and whatnot. But also, you know, please add ray tracing to your to your um, system on the chip because this is needed already. It's 2022. It's it's about time to do that. All right. Okay, so this concludes our episode of Frytech Podcast. What do you think about the new announcements? What do you think in general about M1 um, line of processors or system on a chip from Apple? And also, what do you think about the future of uh, Mac computers and M line of of their processors, of their system on the chip. Yeah. So what do you think about it? What do you think about the this new uh, Mac Studio? About the display. What do you think about the laptops in general, and just in general about the ARM transition? And what do you expect from Mac Pro? Do you do you agree? Uh, disagree? What's your what's your thoughts about it? Uh, feel free to leave your comments in the comment section on YouTube because this episode will be posted on YouTube as well and that's probably a good place to have a discussion. Okay, till the next one and bye-bye.